episode two of the Four Lifters by Lifters podcast, and we have our longtime athlete Nikki Stott here, and uh, you know she's going to tell us a little bit about what she's been doing uh, with her Warrior Bay program, and uh, obviously you know you can hear us rambling about bodybuilding in general. Uh, we'll talk about diets and you know a few other things. Um, What's up, everybody? <laughs> so uh, I was going through your. Uh, Instagram the other day like you were posting like transformations mm. I think like when you post them like you post a ton of them mm-hmm. right so like it's like a you know there's 10 or 15 of them at a time and I said to Danielle I was like I feel like it's one of those like Oprah memes where like you get abs you get abs you get abs and like I and I don't mean any disrespect to any of your clients but like some of them don't even like you wouldn't ever expect them to have abs and then you post up these transformation photos and they're like ripped and it's just, how did they get there? Yo, legit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sometimes I look at it too and I'm like, wait, I know there's muscle underneath of it, but then you get to that transformation. You're like, yup, mm, it's there. <laughs> and the weirdest part is, is like, you know, the woman, I mean, at, at least appears to be, you know, maybe in her forties, you know, she might have a couple kids. Like she's not, you know, a 20 year old that's, you know, going to college part time and has all this, you know, time to work on her, uh, you know, on her physique. So it's just, uh. I, I feel like it's almost like defining the odds a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's a common thing that I hear. Yeah, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. But then you got the mom that yeah. shows up who's got four kids, and she's putting in the time and the effort. You know, we all have the same 24 hours. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing to see what they can do once they actually put their head to it and do the work. But there has to be, like, a psychological reason why they're able to do it, right? And, like, if you had to say um, – you know, if you had to say like the majority of your clients as far as like age range goes, what would you say that they were? Like 35 to 50. Okay. So you're taking women with, um, you know, changing hormones who have already developed uh, what we would say bad habits really uh, as far as eating and lifestyle habits, right? As mm-hmm. far as keeping busy and active and you're taking them, kind of reshaping them and spitting them out with abs. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like it, it, it is, it, it's not something that you see often. <laughs> Uh, is what's like, like, what's like the first thing you start with? Like, what do you, is there like a system that you have? Like, of course there's a system, but like, is there anything that you start with in the beginning that just really, you know, helps you identify what's going on and kind of set them on the right path? Yeah, I would say I'm going to take it up to the VIP with the highest level coaching that I do. And, uh, I think it's more, we go through a one-on-one interaction. Like I get to meet them virtually right now um and understand where they're where they're at and what their goals are um but i think it's like employing the mindset that i expect and the standards that i expect from them that creates that like shift that they're going to be able to like they start i mean once once we're done getting to know like you know their age their height and weight and being able to establish their macros and their programming that's specific to the goals that they have in mind i let them know like yo like you're coming here with a goal i'm going to you know, give you the tools and the resources to achieve that goal. It's, it, you know, it's up to me. I'm going to call you on the actions that you have and that are not in line with the goals that you want to reach. So what's something that like, uh, you know, if you're working with a 35 to 50 year old woman, uh, what's like, what are you seeing that's very common that's detrimental to, you know, what they're trying to do? Oh my God. All of the freaking diets that are out there. I mean, and, so, and not, not it's, they think it's their fault that they can't achieve the goals, but it's really the million different things are on a fucking hamster wheel of like, what, am, <laughs> what diet am I supposed to do? So, 
so you think it's like uh i guess that's considered like yo-yo dieting right Absolutely. like where you're jumping on one thing and then you know that flat lines you jump on another thing and that doesn't work you, and you just keep bouncing Absolutely. Um, so you think like just consistency is a hundred and fifty thousand percent like that's that's kind of like it. like yeah they see one thing they jump on it they get results they're two months in and then they stop because it's either not sustainable or it's too realistic or life gets in the way and then they find the next best thing or next thing that's out there and they jump on that and it's it's comes down to there's no consistency really they just really should focus on one thing and just apply that consistency until they reach that specific goal and then learn how to live it out afterwards which no nobody knows really how to do that uh like uh like actually enjoy a barbecue yeah and exactly. live like a normal human being exactly yeah well i think it's really difficult when most women are afraid to eat right mm -hmm. and you know younger women um you know i feel like they have more knowledge now mm -hmm. right so like i would say uh girls that are you know, 20 to 25, like they know that they need to eat now because it's been publicized for years. Um, but older women are still stuck on the mentality that they, you know, need to eat lettuce and, you know, hope for the best. And, but now we know that that damages the metabolism in that long term, it's just going to essentially create more fat and more problems. Yep. Um, so what's really cool is when you, when you have somebody that, you know, you, you know, you pick up and maybe they're at like 1100 calories, almost what I would consider like a danger zone on calories. And, uh, you know, you spend some time with them and they're able to eat, you know, 1400, 1500, 1600. And then they have a, you know, a burger and a beer on the weekend and they look better on Monday. Yep. Like it, it, it's, uh, it's really cool. It's really yeah. cool to see how they come in and they are in that calorie like deficit to the T 1200 calories and then you tell them to eat this much and then there's a little like hesitation and then they do it because they want to they want the results and then they get all the way up to like you're saying 1800 and they're like oh my god i never even knew this was possible so what are you doing as far as um as far as like diet goes are you doing like a system where you just do like high carb low fat with moderate to high amount of protein are you doing like low carb dieting uh are you doing carb cycling like what what are you um you know, like what do you typically, you know, send your clients out with from yeah. the start? Yeah. So I figure out where they are, what their goals are, where they want to be. And then I figure out, um, obviously their age, their height and their weight. And I tend to lean more towards the higher carb first. Um, and then moderate protein around body weight or a little bit less and then moderate fats. So I wanna see how they can respond with higher carbs, which is just an absolute mind boggling um, thing for a lot of, of the women because they're like, I'm supposed to eat this many carbs and then they freak out. So yeah, more higher carbs at first, see how their body responds. Yeah, I mean, so I do like recreational diet coaching. Like if I have a friend that comes to me and they're like, hey, can you help me? Like I'll help them. Um, and I right now I have a, a buddy of mine's girlfriend. And I think when she first came to me, she was a little heavier. Uh, she just started CrossFit and she was eating like 1,400 calories. And uh, we've been I know, I know, and doing CrossFit as a performance Jesus. athlete. Like, you know, when, when I was. she's burning just like, you know, burning calories just sitting here. Just sitting <laughs> here. Well, she's burning. I mean, muscle metabolism is a whole other thing that we can get into. Yeah. Like your, your metabolic rate because of the amount of muscle that you have on you is going to be so much higher than somebody who's 140 pounds and doesn't have anywhere near the muscle mass on you. Exactly. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting. Like, so we have her dieting now. Um, 
She's, I think, 134 pounds, and she's eating just shy of 2,000 calories. And she's doing her at-home workouts. You know, I think she has, like, 95 pounds in a barbell, mm-hmm. um, and she's shredded. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks she looks really good. And, awesome. uh, you know, it's just – but I don't think people understand, like, how long it takes to get there. Oh, um, yeah. Right? Like, they, they want it now. They want it yesterday. Yeah. And uh, so, like, for instance, if – if I have somebody that comes to me with 1,100 or 1,400 calories, and I'm sure this is the first thing you would do as well is you reverse them, mm-hmm. right? Because you need to get their metabolism functioning so you can diet them at a healthy caloric level. Yep. And uh, that it, it just screws with people so much. But how often do you see when you start to reverse people that they get leaner? Yep, 100% yeah. almost every time. Yeah. They start dropping. Once they eat more, they start dropping. Yeah, it, they it makes you feel like you're a magician. Yeah, like yeah, you know, they're they're super happy. They're like, oh my god, I'm eating more, and that goes right back to the first thing that you said is just the consistency, mm-hmm. right? And that's part of it is you know maybe they were eating less, but then they were binge eating on something else, and they're you know they're just up and down with their caloric loads, and now they're having the same caloric content every single day with uh, very similar macros, and their body knows what to expect, so exactly. it can react appropriately. Exactly. There's so, so many women that. They healthy eat, they think they're eating healthy, which is a great first step, but in order to dial it in with physique goals and being shredded, it's it's about that consistency. And so many women just do like, okay, they probably don't even know it, but they're like, you know, 2,000 calories one day, and then 15,000 calories the next, or 1,500 calories the next day. And then like, it's just all over the board, yeah. and their body doesn't know what's going on. There's no consistency to be able to get to the results that they want to. Do you find that like, alcohol is a big issue uh moderation i mean yeah i mean if you're drinking it every single day then a hundred percent you're not going to get the results that you want to but i'm all about balance and i'm all about hey yeah you can absolutely have a drink on the weekends but track it yeah yeah like so i don't drink often but when i do i usually eat super low carb during the day Right. So that way, if I have a few beers, it doesn't affect me. And then, yeah, of course, you're going to want to eat a little bit of junk when you're drinking and, you know, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would notice when I was in college and I was competing is I was stronger on the days I would drink, like after I would drink. So on Wednesday nights, uh, we had this like seven and a half hour class and we wouldn't get done till 11 o'clock at night. We would all go to the bar afterwards. Thursday was my heavy squat night. And most of the time I was too hungover. So I would eat, you know, McDonald's around like noon and I would have some other junk and then I'd be in the gym by six and that's when my squat was its best. Nice. Yeah. So like, I wonder if there's, um, again, you know, that's binge drinking in college. It's a little bit different, but it makes you wonder if there's a certain amount of stress, uh, relief when you're able to consume things that you want to consume. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, yeah, it, instead absolutely. of stressing, like if you really like to drink like a couple glasses of wine on a Friday night with your friends and the stress of you not, you know, having that social drink with them is so high. Like, don't you think it's just, just have the drink and mm-hmm. figure it out Absolutely. so that way you can just enjoy it and live your life and, you know, when you're not thinking about it 24-7, I feel like your results uh, multiply from there. Yeah, I so. couldn't agree with you more. It's when people can't have what they – when people can't have what they want, that's where they fall off because when they mm. feel like they're restricted, it's not something that you can stick to. And then that's why they never get where they want to. And do like. you um, – you know, you do a little bit of contest prep 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have a couple of clients that'll do contest prep, yep. a couple of clients for uh, just like recreational dieting. Um, do you choose like the foods that you want them to eat, or do you do a flexible dieting plan? Yeah, so I'll put together a sample meal plan for them based off of the foods that they tell me that they like and enjoy. Um, but then they, I, I tell them that you don't have to follow this. As long as you are across the board and consistent with your numbers on a daily basis, you can enjoy the foods that you want to enjoy. You can have a piece of chocolate. You can have that glass of wine. Yeah. Um, you can have Chick-fil-A, you know, all about balance. <laughs> but your contest prep people have That's to be a little, a little bit, bit more strict. That's a little bit different. Um, yeah. You know, you're managing, I guess, like sodium, you, you know, uh, where the car sources are coming. All right. So with contest prep diets, um, are you... Do you venture into other like diet strategies? Like, do you do carb cycling? Do you do like ketogenic diets? Uh, is there anything you know that that's a lot different than what you do for recreational dieting? Yeah, I would say I don't really focus on like, hey, you got to hit this specific macro. I say like, you got to like, let's keep it super clean. I'll give them just like a meal plan to follow, more chicken, broccoli, rice, but then like a bro diet, yeah, like, but exactly. macro based, exactly. Okay. But then, like, incorporating the cheat meals and the repeats. Like, my last uh, contest prep client, she um, – we actually did macros, uh, which was pretty impressive. And she kept the foods that she wanted to keep in. She was doing dump chocolate at the end of the night. And uh, the last two weeks, I was like, dude, you got to have, like, three cheat meals. <laughs> no joke. Like, <laughs> re- reversed her into show pretty much. Yeah. She came in so lean and tight. And you just need to fill her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And she was, like, 40, 50. 40 up, upper 40s yeah yeah so impressive what her body transformed into but you're just keeping it like a set macro base and declining it over time yep like you're not doing anything fancy nope and just people going are, deeper into the caloric deficit yeah. but okay so like obviously other diet strategies are out there because people have success with them sure like do you think that people have success with just straight macros like that because they can kind of dictate the intensity of their training more? Like they go hand in hand and I feel like people don't necessarily relate the two together. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, the way that I see it is with all the different trends that are out there, they all work. (laughs) You know, they all, they all work. They all get people results. But the way that I look at it is, is it, with coupled with the training especially with strength training and heavy lifting are you going to be able to do that in such a something that's restrictive do you know what i mean like i don't know i have keto you need the carbs for the glycemic index and then but then your body's shifting into different stores so there's different things that are out there and yes they work but it's like at the end of the day the way i look at it is is it sustainable isn't it maintainable and something that cuts out carbs or a macronutrient group is not sustainable nor maintainable for most people. For most yeah. people, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think for everybody. <laughs> That's just my personal and what I see. Like, So, I mean, I can definitely combat that. Like, I, I did keto back in 2017. Yeah. And I got blood did. work done before, during, uh, which was three months in, and after, after six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, my blood work got a lot better. Uh, w- another thing that I don't think a lot of people look into is what's going on with your hormones sure. uh, and, that's and definitely a thing that's not looked in at all yeah and the i don't think it's fair to say that like keto did xyz but i was following the same caloric value with a, a low fat high carb diet for about six months prior to getting my blood work done mm. i got my blood work done and then did keto for six months and 
my testosterone levels naturally went up 180 points. And as a man, that's that's a great thing. And it's sure. definitely going to help us put uh, you know put muscle on it and help with recovery. Um, but I have no idea where my hormones would have been with just a healthy bro diet. Yeah. Right. So I, I can't really compare that same time. Um, you know, I could do that that same thing over again for six months, but you know, you're three years, four years later, uh, it's not the same. So you're not really comparing it. So, you know, just from my standpoint, I I do find that some of those diets have their benefits, but I don't think like like when I think of like getting shredded, like I don't think of doing a ketogenic diet. Sure. Like if you yeah. want to do it as like a health thing, like maybe you're pre-diabetic and you're super sensitive exactly. to like sugars and carbohydrates and stuff like that and you want to try to do something to save you from having to take insulin, like by all means, like that's what I think ketogenic dieting should be used for. For sure. Um but it's it's marketed out there. You get X result X amount of time or this does this fast. Yeah. And then and then to play off of the hormone side of things, all these different things do for especially for women, which I don't think is talked about a lot, do affect our hormones, I think, more than it does for a male, okay. um, especially like intermittent fasting. And uh, what's your what's your take uh, on it? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm right there with you. I have yeah. the same conversation at least like five times a day. With Dude, customers. I tried it when I was in Bali and I was, I felt like I was going kind of like, I felt like my body was eating my muscle and I was like, dude, this sucks. No, thank you. So being at the store, we get to see a ton of different people, right? You, yeah. You're dealing with them, whether it's the online store, the, you know, in-store in person, uh, at some of the gyms and the people that have the largest amount of success with intermittent fasting are typically people that were on no plan to begin with, right? So yeah. they had zero structure. They implement intermittent fasting, which cuts out a meal, which may be, you know, 30% of their calories mm -hmm. and they lean out over two months and sure. then they stall mm -hmm. and now their metabolism slowed down but they think that that worked for them and they continue to implement it. And it just, uh, I think it does for most people, I think it does more damage than it's worth. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, we got on like in with the warrior babies, we got on this topic on one of our calls and it was literally like a 30 minute, just like going off about intermittent fasting and how it does affect the hormones. And then for us with the lifting and people that lift fasted, which that's another topic, but <sighs> It, it's just it's not I don't it's not effective it's not again maintainable nor sustainable I don't think but yeah for the people that it works sure they think it works but yeah see how it carries out for a couple of months yeah I think like one thing that you and I have in common is um you know I my you know upbringing in like fitness was a performance sport right uh so my goal was to lift xyz amount of weight and that's all that mattered uh so I ate accordingly and mm -hmm. sometimes that meant eating an entire pizza in a day. Mm -hmm. It's not because I enjoyed it. It's because I had to to keep my weight up sure. because I wanted to squat 700 pounds. Sure. Right? It was very important to me. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but like you, you know, I've seen you train. Uh, you know, I've seen you train as far back as like 2015 in Westchester when we had our store out there. Mm -hmm. but like you were always soaked when you train, mm -hmm. like sweating. You move fast. You lift hard. Um, you know, I think that that has a huge impact on what kind of diet's going to work for you. Yeah. Right. So maybe somebody who's more endurance based or, or, you know, vice versa, if they're more like sedentary, maybe something so restrictive as a ketogenic may work well for them. Um, because you know, maybe they don't need the carbohydrates to recover, but like 
if I'm putting five, six, seven hundred pounds on my back, like, yeah, I need to recover. Yeah, like that's that's really carbs. important. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and you could even go as far as just saying limiting yourself in general would be a bad idea for most performance athletes. And I think that there's some validity to that as well. Um, but like as far as your diet now. Um, do you follow macros? Like, are you strict with yourself right now? Yeah. Yep. I'm consistent across the board. I'm doing macros, you know, sitting at 240 carbs, 55 fats and 130 protein. Okay. So that's definitely a lot less than last time we had talked. Yep. Uh, and that has uh, what I would assume everything to do with just the lack of activity right now, uh, with most gyms being closed. Uh, no, I wanted to do a little bit of a cut, see what I could oh. do during this quarantine. <laughs> you know, I challenged myself a little bit. Plus, honestly, like I was at the 350, 400 when I last talked to you before all this stuff hit. And it's hard to, especially during quarantine, what I'm seeing with my clients is like, you know, there are, some of them are 350, some of them are 400 right now. And they're having a hard time putting in all that food during the day, sedentary levels and exercise going down. So, so I'm carb cycling right now yeah. and I, A, I enjoy it. Um, but B, I also like doing different things for data on what sure, I, what I enjoy absolutely. doing. Like I, I do think that everybody should try everything. Sure. Um, they can always take away bits and pieces of each diet that work well for them and put something together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, How with you that being with said, that? my, my high carb day is only 400 grams of carbs. What? Yeah. So it's, it's not that much. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, I have girls that have, uh, dieted close to that. Um, you know, I, I'm only eating three, uh, 3000 calories a day right now, which, which really isn't that much. And I'll probably kick it I up soon. I've to that before. I know. That's crazy. I know. Uh, <laughs> but that just goes to show you, you know, the difference in metabolism. Sure, absolutely. And, and by all means, when I, um, you know, this is 3,000 calories, 100% clean. Like, there's no dirty food in there whatsoever. Uh, and right now, I think my biggest experiment isn't necessarily in caloric intake, but it's finding foods that digest really well for me yeah like I, I want zero like gas bloating discomfort you know I want 100% regularity uh and what foods are going to get me there mm-hmm. and I think that that's also really important because if you're managing caloric intake and you're not managing you know foods that are running right through you yep like there's there's, there's got to be a balance absolutely there. couldn't agree with you more you got to find the nutrition the things that are actually going to digest for you and provide you what you need for your body 100% is there anything out there like that you see that just digests extremely well for you and maybe not like other clients? I would say the dairy. I'm fine with dairy. You have no problems with dairy? No problem with dairy. God. Nobody <laughs> would want to be in here if I had any dairy in the last 24 hours. It just... Uh, it... One thing that doesn't, though, is Brussels sprouts or, or broccoli for me. That's just a no-go. The high fibers, <laughs> yeah. Me for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And... Are you a big vegetable eater? Nope. I no. do the Opti Greens. That's all I do. Yeah. I, I rely on that heavily. It's crazy. I, I'm actually the same way. Really? Yeah. I I actually don't really eat any vegetables. No. Um Now, mind you, like when I was ketogenic dieting, I would eat two trays uh, twice a week. So two entire trays of vegetables twice a week. Jesus. Um, because you have to fill your body up. You yeah. Know, fat is more dense. Um, and you just needed the, the no calorie. Were you foods. lifting when you were doing keto? Mm-hmm. How did you feel with that? Uh, were you and, lifting the intent, like at the intensity that you normally lift? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So energy wise was phenomenal. Uh, it was actually to the point where I would wake up before my alarm every day. 
Um, like I felt really good in that aspect. Uh, I was just smaller. Like you can't, like, I don't, I, I can't say you can't because I'm sure somebody can. Uh, but I couldn't bulk. I couldn't gain weight on a ketogenic diet. Yeah. Uh, it just yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. I met somebody in Bali who was doing keto too as well. And he was having the same problem. Yeah. It's just, you know, obviously calories in, calories out. You know, the whole equation is the most important thing. Um, but I just had a really hard time putting size on. Uh, it, it, my lifting was still intense. I was, I didn't really lose any strength at all. Um, but it, it just wasn't going anywhere, right? Mm. So the, the lifts, the numbers uh, was very stagnant. But, you know, I felt pretty good. Interesting. You going to try it? Nope. <laughs> Get your blog work done and see. I don't know. I, I've heard such horror stories. and Yeah, yeah. My, my biggest gripe with uh, keto, I think, is all the marketing behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it so I, I sorry i believe it is if you if you like you were saying earlier the diet like being diabetic and if you have if it's going to work and help you 100 percent, 100 percent. the other thing is is like um you know with with the supplement side of things i really didn't take any when i did keto uh you know i own a supplement store but i didn't take any supplements mm. uh my protein was low it was only at 180 grams my fat was at 340 um, so my fat was really high. Holy how, what were you doing to everything. get that kind of yeah, fat it, in there? Yeah. Um, everything I could. And, uh, you know, it's like just downing olive oil. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, but, but so the vegetables, Jesus. I would cover the vegetables in olive oil, okay. but I would also cook them in butter. Right. So oh. like you're, you're doubling up on fats that way. Uh, what was really interesting is my diet didn't change that much from the three month to the six month mark. The only thing I stopped doing was doing uh, added cheeses, like added fats that way, right? And cheese was the big one. So when I got rid of the cheese and I started doing more um, whole eggs to get in my fat and mm-hmm. more like walnuts and pecans and, uh, you know, different fat sources that way, that's when my blog work went all to green. Um, so I, I honestly, I can't really attribute my blog work to being so good due to keto, but maybe rather the food choices that I was making. Sure, absolutely. So I, I think that hands down has definitely has to do with yeah. it. I've heard people come out of it and they're like cholesterol's through the roof and their, you know, their their blood work is terrible. Moving yeah. in the opposite direction of where it was before. But there's a right way and a wrong way. Absolutely. Like if you're going you can't to go fucking have like you know cheeseburgers at McDonald's to get your fats in. <laughs> yeah. You know you gotta have the healthy options. Yeah, and like if you if you think about it, if you're eating you know, salmon and veggies and, and, uh, you know, chicken and veggies and some, uh, organic, you know, grass fed beef and some veggies, like there's no way your blood work's going to be worse yeah. after doing that. You're, you're sure. making better choices. Now, if you're eating cheese sticks as like a snack, like you're an asshole, mm-hmm. like you're, you deserve to have bad blood work. Like you're not understanding the concept Absolutely. of being healthy. Absolutely. So, uh, so, um, what's, What's next for you on the bodybuilding platform? Boy, oh boy. I don't know. I don't know if I'll compete again. Yeah. Maybe. I always have those like days where like, especially when I look at my pictures now and I'm like, you know, I can do it. I'm kind of stage ready. It give me like two months. I could really come in. Um, maybe I'll come back in 2021 and riff defend the title. You always know when like a bodybuilder is going to commit to competing because they'll start doing like the throwbacks. 
and posting like their stage oh, pictures. Oh, so you're saying I'm gonna do it? I, no, I'm <laughs> saying as, have you been? Uh, I didn't look yet. Yeah, so it's definitely been on your mind, and that's what you think about. And now yeah. you're gonna do it. Yeah, you, you've just told the world. Um, hey, the person that won in 2019 won last year. She'd be a good run up. Yeah. So that was one thing too. Like in my competitive years, I didn't really feel like I had. And that sounds so freaking vain, but like, you know, good, good people to go up against the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2019, the winner of the Orin was mature muscle, a little bit older. Yeah. Like uh, dialed in. Yeah. Like if you're not at your absolute best, like you're going to get beat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's how it should be. When That's I would absolutely how it should be. <laughs> when I competed in powerlifting, I had the option of being in the collegiate class, uh, the junior where I can compete in open. I picked open every time. Like, I want to compete against people that are older and better. Yep. How else do you get better? Yep. I don't want exactly. a first place trophy. Like, I want to I want to you know, fight for it. Exactly. So. Exactly. That's yeah. what I want. If, 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 I mean, that's what's hard with competitions because you don't know who you're going to go up against. And then, but if it's going to be a good lineup, I, I'm going to, I'll probably do it. So what about, uh, like, Warrior Babe? Like, what are, what are you doing right now? And what are your plans for that in the future? <laughs> I joke about this. I want it not on the network marketing side of things, but I want to get huge, bigger than Beachbody. <laughs> you know, I, I'm very future-based thinking. Um, but right now, we've got 5,000 members helping women just become a stronger, more confident version of themselves. 5,000 members. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, just growing, just wanting to preach what I believe in and preach, I mean, where I've come from and the last five years and helping women see that it is possible for them too and it's possible to maintain it and enjoy the foods that they're eating instead of being afraid of the foods and and then you know lift like a beast i mean worry babe's been backed up as a badass community and a badass tribe of women so i just i see it continuing to grow when are you gonna coach men (laughs) you need to people would pay like people would absolutely pay for you to coach them yeah, maybe they'll be like a warrior dude or something. Yeah, warrior down dudes. the line it works. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we'll uh, you know, as society continues to merge, and I, I think men are having the same issues that women are having. Like they're afraid to eat, sure. they're afraid to train hard. Um, you know, obviously, if they have an athletic background, it might be a little bit different. But uh, you know, there's definitely uh, a market for what you're doing for men. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe one day we'll see kicked some guys in the gear yeah <laughs> kick grass <laughs> yeah so the the last thing i really wanted to, to kind of dive in uh obviously we're a supplement store we sell supplements we don't make any of our own supplements um but as far as supplementation goes i think you're the pinnacle of consistency mm-hmm. uh probably very similar to your food choices right like you've probably been eating oatmeal for you know, six years since you yep. started, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, you Oatmeal, know, protein, protein powder. powder. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but every time your orders come through, like, we know what they are. I, it's actually so consistent that, like, if one of your clients orders, like, they don't need to put anything down. And we're like, oh, this is Nikki's client. <laughs> like, we, we know. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. So, can you, can you do us a favor and kind of, like, dive through the four to five things that you order every single month? Yeah, absolutely. So, it's always going to be the protein powder. Whether it's um, Rule One, which was my go-to for the longest time, or now All Max is one of my favorites. Um, it's going to be the Super Carb, just a super easy way to from Nutribio, super easy way to get in the carbs post-training, um, especially if your carb numbers are high. 
and um, where else do I do? Interblast. That has been a game changer. I see you posting about that a lot. Yeah, that's been a game changer. That's been one of our best-selling products for five years now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I just started what using it with a fresh <laughs> <chair>. Whoops. <laughs> it's always been protein and supercard. It's always been my go-to. Well, it kind of has, like, your favorite things in it. A, it has electrolytes. Yep. Um, and it has your amino acids, and it has glutamine in there, which you're also pretty big on. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, that's another thing I just ordered. Yeah. You guys just <laughs> needed to re-up my glutamine. Um, what did I say would be another one? OptiGreens lately. OptiGreens. And I think the last one was uh, ZMA. ZMA. Yeah. 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 And I promote that within the community too as well with Warrior Babe. They love the ZMA. It's so cheap. Like there's there's just no reason it's for anybody not to too. take it. Yeah. Super effective. You sleep like and, a baby. Yeah. And you You're, don't wake up with the like the drowsiness you wake up you know feeling refreshed and ready to yeah, go rejuvenated for sure and uh you know a 60 day supply is like 25 dollars like yeah. who, who wouldn't pay for that yeah it, it just you know actually i think for women it's a 90 day supply uh yep. because men take more caps so three, you know 25 dollars for 90 days of decent sleep yeah i'll pay for that three times over dude seriously like that's one thing that too is under underrated inside or not talked about a lot is sleep inside the industry and that the women inside of my community get terrible sleep. A lot of them do. And I'm like, dude, go get the ZMA, like, now. <laughs> People don't realize, like, uh, how much sleep affects things. Like, obviously, it's the only thing that resets your cortisol levels, mm-hmm. right? So you can try to blunt it through foods and stuff, but ultimately, sleep is going to do it faster. Yep. Uh, it, it's directly correlated with your gut health. Yep. You know, you're not, you know, you're not digesting food well. Well, look at your sleep. You know, and then you can go into caffeine intake and all that too, and we can, you know, it's keep diving down that path. But um, <laughs> yeah, so cool. I would say those are my, you know, five supplements: supercarb, protein powder, Intrablast, glutamine, and definitely the OptiGreens lately been yeah. a lifesaver. Are you using supercarb like as a specific purpose, or do you use it uh, like flexibly? Like if you're low on carbs, would you mix like a protein with a supercarb, or would you just specifically i'm just doing it post-workout okay usually two scoops just to get those carbs up but they digest like real easily right like you don't have any bloating or anything it's amazing yeah yeah and i'm ready to eat within like an hour (laughs) so the first like company that really brought that product to the market was uh gaspari back in like 2000 i don't know maybe 13 um so when the rep came to our store and he's like, here, here's a tub, you know, try it yourself. Uh, that's when our store was in the gym. So that day I went over and trained. Mm-hmm. And my normal training sessions at that time were about an hour and 15. I went an hour and 45. And I felt absolutely awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, like, ever since I've been sold on that. And there's always a tub of it at our house. Yeah. Like, it's forever there. Yeah. So. The bomb. Cool. Yeah, it's so good. So where can customers follow you, uh, find you, contact you? Instagram. Guys, come hang out with me on Instagram. (laughs) Nikki Stott. Not TikTok? No. (laughs) My TikTok game's not that great. (laughs) I started it and didn't keep up. (laughs) But if they're interested in your plans, your programs, uh, maybe even just a consultation, do you do that kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, They can just contact you on Instagram. That's the easiest way. Um, They want to check out programs. WarriorBabe.com will be the best spot to check that out. But if you guys want to inquire about like my one-on-one coaching, which is the VIP, the best would be to do that through instagram cool yeah there you have it guys go follow nikki she's been a long time uh you know customer and athlete of ours and she's doing some pretty good things even though five years ago i told her not to do it